You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. These two guys have Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Judd on Score North and scorenorth.com. Is it a showman? He is worth the price of admission. He was on base five times. So I'm sitting here going, I'm looking up the contracts of everybody, like average annual. Like, where's this going? Because at some point this year, the Angels are going to be sitting there right around 500. They have to keep. And what are they going to do? He's not going to trade. He's they have not. To so they're riding and dying the rest of the year with him and letting because him go. You, you won't get the value you, back. Exactly. And did you see that show he put on last night? What? You wouldn't mean you won't get the value back. Oh, there's so much to unpack here. MLB Network. That was, uh, I believe that was uh, Mark DeRosa, right? Making yeah. a case for the Angels to put Shohei on the block. Or just speculating hypothetically or recklessly, which is what we love to do on Thursdays here on Reckless Speculation. Minnesota Sports with Mackie and Judd. You're home for daily Minnesota sports entertainment, therapy, and speculation. And I just want to... Put one ground rule umbrella out here, boys, and for the audience, especially if you're new to this whole thing. Reckless Speculation Thursday, A, it's a lifestyle, okay? You either live the life or you don't. It's Yacht Rock. It is. It really is. If you, you get it, you don't. It's a yeah. good comparison, actually, yeah. And B, it's a safe space, okay? It, there's, yeah. there's no – I think I tend to lean a little closer toward – it should be rooted. It you can't just be like spastically throwing out trades. You know, I love lamp. Okay, like well, there needs to be some logic that you're bringing to the table for why there needs to be a motivation for why teams well, would make a trade. Yes, I think the most important part, the beginning um, foundation of the RS lifestyle for me is this: what's what's a move or what are moves that teams should do and might not consider? Yeah. And before okay. anyone out there says, oh, Zolgad, you think you're smarter than the teams? You think you're smarter than these guys? Yes, Let me Judd tell does. you right now. He, yes, he, I do. He, he does. Often, yeah. often I do. Yeah. So, not, not everyone. Branch Ricky, great executive, not smarter than him. Branch Ricky? That's a poll. Lee Branch McPhail, Ricky. great executive. I've heard That's Branch Ricky's name, but is he, like, from the early 1900s? Yes. Oh, he, 19, he, he is the guy who signed... Jackie, Jackie Robinson and brought him up to the Dodgers. I know he was. Yeah. So yeah. Branch Ricky was born in 1881, for the record. Great. Get, get, uh... First of all, it's a great name. Branch Ricky's a great name. Let's just start there. He would be 142 years old if he were alive. And you know time? what? No. Some teams could use him. Harrison Ford. Some team... Harrison Ford played him in 42. <laughs> yes. yes, he did. Uh, yes, Chadwick that's Boseman right. Film. And now Harrison Ford is playing Indiana Jones again for... He's like in his early 80s, I think. I'd love to talk about it that not right now, but at some point. I'm very about confused. It. Oh, by we that. should do we should do that movie on on action movie rewind later on okay. this summer. I'm very confused. Indiana about Jones it. movie with an 80 year old Harrison Ford. We should 100 percent do that movie. Okay. So, anyways, let's explore right. the idea that uh, the MLB Rooms R U M's Twitter account put out there. Whoever runs that account apparently has sources and said, "Look out for the Dodgers, the Mets, and the Twins in the Shohei Otani sweepstakes." 
Okay, but to answer Mark DeRosa's question here, or I guess the other guys on the show were kind of pushing back on it. You know, so just some background on a Shohei Otani trade. So the Angels have had Otani for six years. Six years. He's never played in a playoff game. The World Baseball Classic stuff that people were all jazzed about was like, that's the, that's the biggest game he's played in because he's never played a postseason game in October for the Angels. Six years, no playoffs. The Angels have had Mike Trout for 13 years. They've only made the playoffs once. Once. 2014. Right now, as of today, and by the way, more teams get into the playoffs now than ever before in Major League Baseball. The Angels are currently third in their division. They're five games over 500, so they're they're not playing poorly. But if the playoffs started today, the Angels would not be a playoff team. And Otani is a free agent after the year. So that's where one of the hosts on the show was like, uh, you can't trade him. You wouldn't get the value for him. Well, if you Love have determined... Floor, Okay, if you've determined that you're not going to make the playoffs, you should probably try and collect two or three really good young players if you think he's going to go sign somewhere else, Dodgers, Mets, Yankees, wherever, right? So, so like, there is motivation for the Angels if they, if they remain out of playoff position. Now, if they remain five games over 500 and they're a game back of the wild card, the trade deadline's coming up, you should ride Shohei Otani. But if they lose seven of eight games and now they're five games back of a wild card, I think... They're going to have to tank pretty badly in the next month and a half for this to be a possibility, but it is the Angels, and they have been known to do exactly just that. So um, I have a reformed trade proposal or trade idea. I know we were just kind of kicking around like Royce Lewis and whatever. I have actually refined this with historical context for you guys. All right. So there are three trades in recent Major League Baseball history, by recent I mean like in the last two or three years, that I think you would use as kind of a comparison for a Shohei Otani trade. So we're looking for MVP caliber players who are, if you want to get really into the weeds on analytics, who are like 10 war players. Ten. It's very rare to have a player, one individual player, that's worth 10 wins above replacement. Think Aaron Judge last year. Think Shohei Otani the last two years. He's been an average 10-war player. Uh, Mookie Betts, when he won the MVP a few years ago, was a 10-wins-above-replacement player. So these are like the best players in baseball that play premium positions or, in the case of Otani, play pitcher and, and they hit. So the Dodgers and the Red Sox consummated a Mookie Betts trade that kind of like indirectly involved the Twins too because at first the trade involved uh, Bruce Dar Gratterall going to the Red Sox and then Maeda coming to the Twins. But then the Twins mm-hmm. and Dodgers just worked out the Gratterall-Maeda thing on their own. So Mookie Betts coming off MVP, 10 wins above replacement season, and had a contract to figure out. He goes to the Dodgers. The Red Sox get the Dodgers' top prospect, Alex Verdugo. Their third best prospect, Jeter Downs, shortstop. Uh, and then their 20... Now. He's gone now? I think they I think they released him in spring training. And Verdugo hasn't really lived up. No, he's, the, he's the with the club. But he's been he's all right this that. year, yeah. but yeah. Yeah. Yep. And then uh, the 28th ranked prospect, catcher Connor Wong. Plus, this is another sort of value prop for the Red Sox. The Red Sox shipped off David Price's bloated massive like 28 30 million dollar deal. So the Dodgers the, so the Dodgers so we'll give you two of our best prospects, a catching prospect and we'll eat all that money from David Price to free you guys up. Mm-hmm. All right. 
the Dodgers uh, and the Nationals consummated a trade a couple years ago. Max Scherzer as a rental and Trey Turner, a year and a half of Trey Turner, both going to the Dodgers. Uh-huh. And the Nationals received, I think it was the two, either, either two of the top three or two of the Dodgers' best prospects, a catcher and a right-handed pitcher, who were both top 50 overall baseball prospects. Uh, a third prospect who is 17th in the Dodgers' farm system ranking and then an outfielder named Donovan Casey. So they wind up getting one of the best pitchers in baseball for a rental, a year and a half of Trey Turner for two really good prospects, a third pretty good prospect, and then an outfielder, which seems like, I don't know, seems like not enough. But I'll give you one more here. It's a little bit different. Juan Soto, because he had like two or three years of team control left when the Padres made that trade. Mm Mm-hmm. He's not quite as impactful as Otani as an individual, but he's but you you factor in the team control. And the Nationals received the Padres' number one prospect, who was a top ten overall guy, C.J. Abrams. The Padres' number two prospect, who was twenty first overall, an outfielder, Robert Hassel the third, Mackenzie Gore, the former number three overall pick, and then uh, the Padres' number three prospect, an outfielder named James Wood plus a right-handed pitcher. So five prospects, including the top four in their organization, for basically two and a half seasons of Juan Soto. So if we could bundle all those together, like that's those are the comps you would be looking at. I think the Twins would have to give up, or any team. And plus, like there'd be a huge bidding war for Otani because he can pitch and hit, right? Yep. So there's yep. more teams that would... That's your problem. And there's just like the hype train that surrounds Otani. So I think there's a hype tax because he's Shohei Otani. I think the bidding would start at three excellent young pieces and then maybe a fourth something. So think like, I don't even know that, that Royce Lewis would be in the conversation because by that point, he'd be like in your lineup for a month and a half. If you played well, I think his value would be almost too high for a rental. But let's say you said to the Angels, all right, choose three of our top 10 prospects. Any three. You want Brooks Lee? You got him. You want this Emmanuel Rodriguez, the... 19-year-old outfielder, you got him. You want, uh, I would say, uh, Edward Julian, the on-base machine. And he's major league ready, right? Like, you can put him at the top of the lineup. They got some pitchers, Simeon Woods Richardson. If you said, Angels, you can pick three of our top ten prospects, any three. Where do you think that conversation goes? Well, I want three. So, I, I'm not going to go top ten. I want three of your top five prospects, if not four. Okay. Here. Here's the here's the issue with Otani. There's no comp for him because he does two things. So like in anything that you just g- gave us, Phil, well, wouldn't the Trey the Trey those, Turner Trey Turner Max Scherzer would be the comp, right? But I think it's more. Than, but I but I think the tax on Otani is more than that. So by this point, I I think you're talking about. I, I mean, I would say that the that what would kill the trade is I think that they would demand Lewis as well no matter where he is or playing. Um, because here's the, the realistic thing about this trade to me is simple. The Angels, because there are so many playoff teams now, the Angels are going to be, theoretically, when the deadline comes, at the very worst, sniffing around a playoff spot. So they'll be sort of in that mix. And, it, you know, those standings that, that you start to check out in July, wild card contenders. And so the reality is, the, if for the Angels to give up a guy 
and it wouldn't be entirely stupid if they're convinced if he has said, you know what, dudes, it's been fun, but I'm going to the Dodgers or the Yankees or the Mets. Um, yeah. you do I what cer- you want with the information. Yeah. yeah, I could certainly see. I could certainly see there being uh, not not fans wanting him traded, but the team saying this makes no sense to let him walk. But I think it's three or four of your top five prospects. I think, I think you're talking about a package that would be unprecedented, mm-hmm. even for a rental, even for a rental. I believe on MLB Network in that clip that wasn't played, they discussed Garrett Cole being kind of the pitching comp for the contract who makes $36 million. Now, he signed that too before 2020, but just like let's just get a basis of what, what, what it could look like in terms of the pitching side and the hitting side. Um, so Garrett Cole, we'll use two Yankees here. Garrett Cole has $36 million every year. He also has a full no trade clause. Aaron Judge makes $40 million. So, like, think about that there. Like, a real, one of the best pitchers in Garrett Cole, probably the best also hitter not named Otani in Aaron Judge. That, and then you do you combine them? Like, does that turn into a $70 the agent, million? The agent damn well yeah, is going to try to, right? Yeah. That, that, $76 million. Right. That yep. tur- that well, by the way, Scher- so, so Scherzer makes $43 million. He's the highest paid. Now, but those are, like, short-term mercenary deals. And then, so, right now, Scherzer makes the most money as a pitcher, $43 million. I don't think Otani is as I don't think he's the best pitcher. He's a really good pitcher. He's not the best pitcher. Nor is he the best hitter. But he's like a really good pitcher and a really good hitter. And we've seen him in some big games. Aaron Judge makes 40. So you, if you're the agent, you're going to say exactly what Declan just said, which is, well, let's start the conversation at 75 or 80 million dollars a year because my client can yeah. do both at a really high level, right? <laughs> so the Twins are probably not in on that portion of it. This would be more about would they would they make a move? If the Twins felt like, hey, we're going to win the division regardless, let's go do something for the first time in, well, I was going to say 20 years. Yeah, 22 years, 2000, or two, 21 years. 2002, they made a run in the playoffs. Let's do that for the first time in 21 years. And, sh- and so it's not about Shohei beyond September, October. It's about right. Shohei in July, August, September, October. And the Angels are going to say the exact same thing that the agent is going to say in the winter, which is, hold on a second here. We are we are basically trading you the rarest of rare thing, which is a dual threat, which is a dual threat. And if you want him, and, and you know what? Whether he, for instance, stays with the Twins or not is not our problem. That's And the other thing, too, is this. So if when the Angels, if they start to talk to teams about Otani, and so privately, you're sort of discussing, okay, this is great. This is great. Uh, this were, you know, what's the downside now? It used to be if he was the starting pitcher that he could only stay in the lineup until he was lifted. But that rule's now gone. He is the DHN pitcher, so he gets to stay in games. So, like, if you are the Angels, what are you going to accept as, okay, we'll take that guy out of the equation because of this. There's no downside to it. Yeah, it is it's it is unprecedented for all those reasons. I think where I would come back is just value, okay? And, and every front office in baseball now has some sort of value measurement, all-encompassing number, the, the, the public measurement that you find on baseball reference or fan graphs, and some teams have their own proprietary systems, would just be wins above replacement. So you can dangle all this stuff in front of you. You can dangle like, he's Shohei Otani. He's the modern Babe Ruth. And you can say, he does both pitching and hitting. And I can say, yep, all those things are true. Yep. His wins above replacement 
as a pitcher and a hitter added up is 10 the last two years. He averages 10 wins above replacement, which is the same as Mookie Betts as a guy that doesn't pitch because Mookie Betts was so great as a defensive center fielder and a hitter, plays a premium position. It's the same as if you were to take Trey Turner and Max Scherzer and add them again. I get there's more value in having one guy equal that as a roster, on a roster than having two guys, so I get it. But for for that reason, I think like because what when we were talking about this the other day, I said, boy, it would be like you'd have to you'd almost have to factor in what it would take to trade for both versions, and so it's gonna is it gonna wind up being six prospects? It's not. It's not. We've seen ten win players be traded before. Mookie Betts. We've seen other examples. So on the Royce Lewis front, it's so interesting because let's say he gets called up on June first. And you're not going to, the Shohei trade stuff won't happen until like into July, right? If it happens. Yeah. And I would say at this point, because the Angels are at least off to It'd a decent a start. Yeah, it's not going to happen. But August. but if, if this came to fruition, safe space, reckless speculation, Royce Lewis would have a chance for like six to seven weeks of Major League at bats. And that's very important because if you're trading Royce Lewis right now, you're still kind of trading a theory. He only played in 12 games last year in the Major Leagues. He has an injury history. So you can look at him right now and you can say, if you're an opposing team, it's still a pretty big risk for us because we don't know if he can play in the major leagues. Yeah, I know he hit 300 in 12 games, but that's a 12-game sample size. I need more than that. So you could, if you're the Angels right now, you could say Royce Lewis has to be in that trade. But if Royce Lewis comes up on June 1st and he is a leadoff hitter, a number two hitter, and he's just banging the ball around the ballpark, and he's a 300 hitter who gets on base. He's playing great defense at shortstop for Carlos Correa being out. Or like if he shows, if he shows out in June and July, and now you're talking about six years of team control on one of the best young players in baseball who's showing it at the major league level. Yeah. His value flips in the next five or six weeks because now it's like, wait a second, I have a guy who's awesome in the big leagues and has six years of team control. He's no longer a theory. It changes that whole discussion with the Angels for me. Now, if Otani gets traded, though, I think it makes far more sense, and you would actually probably maximize the trade entirely by sending him to a team like the Mets or the Dodgers who think that they can sign him, because then you're going to get everything. Because at that point in time, you're basically saying, we are trading you arguably the best player in baseball, certainly one of the best players in baseball, and you are going to keep him, and we know that. Like the twins will say, well, but, but we probably can't keep them. And if I'm the angels, I say, I don't care your problem. But the reality is I think a team like the Mets or Dodgers will say, we know th- that we, we can sign him. My guess is Otani, if he was traded to the Dodgers would pretty quickly agree to a historic contract, right? The other, the other reckless speculation thing that nobody is throwing out when it comes to the twins is this though. And we'll get to it after Declan tells us about our friends over at Underdog Fantasy. I got a slip, boys. Now this username is Kirk Sucks. That is the name that sent this to me on (laughs) Twitter. That's that's awfully negative. Well, he he might have a friend, Kirk, that he doesn't like. He also made two picks for a very weird amount of $72 payout. I won't ask how that happened, but hey, that's 72 more bucks in this guy's pocket for taking lower <laughs> fantasy points on Aaron Judge. That's right. They do fantasy points in underdog fantasy. That's pretty cool. And then also, there's some rival picks. So you can see he took uh, 
is it Adley Rushman of the, of oh, the yeah, darling Baltimore yeah. Orioles right now? player. Yep. And uh, you can do rival picks between him and DJ LeMay. You can do the same thing and mix and match. Hey, I'm, I'm going to take Byron Buxton over Bo Bichette for RBI and home runs. You can do that at Underdog oh. Fantasy, which is the best and easiest way to play fantasy sports. New users get a promo, a $100 promo bonus uh, when they use promo code SCORE, S-K-O-R. Go download the Underdog Fantasy app and show us those slips. Also, hello to Dennis Kirk. It's riding season, so if you're a motorcycle rider, whatever you ride, Harley, Indian, Metric, Cruiser, Sport Bike, you will find what you need at DennisKirk.com so you can ride more and wait less. Over 180,000 parts and accessories in stock, clothing and helmets as well. Shipping is free for orders over $89. If you order by 8 p.m., they ship the same day. Everything you need for your ride at DennisKirk.com. Reckless Speculation. So here's a bit of, and it's reckless, but it's founded in fact. Reckless speculation is this. How many moves can the Twins afford to make if they are not being paid by their cable satellite carrier, Valley Sports North? So right now, they're not being paid. I believe that the hearing is next week, and that that might just decide that Valley's gets to continue to show games because they, they have a protection of a bankruptcy filing all right so like these things take time and there's a, a good chance that the judge is just going to rule for right now at least in bally's favor and that they're going to keep the rights but because of protection of bankruptcy they ain't paying right now my point is this and phil you you've talked about this before and back in your day on the twins beat reported on this those and I believe the twins are estimated at uh, forty-two million dollars per year that they get from w- what is called Diamond Sports Group. Well, those play a large role in paying players. L- like th- those are not like nice little hey drop-ins. Like we got a nice little sponsor here. The regional sports network paychecks help you pay payroll. And if they are, and I have not seen a thing about this, but I'm going to assume that the paychecks are still not c- uh, coming in that the hearing is going to be set and that the team right now is going without what has to be considered a pretty important source of income, especially in the spring when attendance has not spiked upwards yet very much. So can you afford to bring on a guy like Otani? Can you afford to bring on, I mean, hell at the deadline, can you go out and make the type of trade that perhaps the twins knock on wood want to make? I think this is an incredibly unexplored piece of, of the, the equation because we could talk about the willingness of Derek Falvey to say, let's spend. But if yeah. you don't have that cash flow, that's an issue. So I'm just just doing a little bit of quick research here. So according to Statista.com, so again, what did you, I think your number was right on the on the Valley's revenue. It's like $40 well, million dollars a year. 40 to 42. Yeah, it's not it's not great, but it's still important. It's, yeah, it's it's still like bottom six or seven across yeah. all of baseball. Yeah. But uh, according to Statista, last year, the Twins' overall gross revenue was $267 million. So that Bally's deal makes up like 16 to 17% of their overall revenue pie, if, that, if those numbers are accurate, according to Statista. So yeah, like it's not, now they have, Ticket revenue coming in, but they're also not selling nearly as many tickets the last couple of years as they had before. Right. They are paying Carlos Correa among the top salaries in baseball. So, yeah, I mean, it is a thing that they they aren't doing nearly as well. Now, the funny thing is, if you were to bring in Shohei Otani, 
even for the end of the season, you'd see a ticket spike, right? If you could somehow get him in the mix for long term, you'd have a ton more people come into baseball games, but you'd be paying him like $60 million plus dollars a year. Right. So I'm sure there is a, you know, when they're talking about Carlos Correa, I'm sure they're having those business discussions. Okay, do we think he's going to move? I don't think Carlos Correa has moved ticket sales really at all in terms of like net plus well, minus. The, the, last, last year was the year. lowest, att- but it was the lowest attendance in target field history, right? Declan bought his season ticket based on, on C squared. I did. C4. C4. It's C4. Okay. C4. So anyway, but the point is, I, I think there's a very unexplored aspect of, and I know that there is a, a quarter of the people watching this show right now saying, yeah, typical judge, cheap poll ads, huh? But, you know, the poll ads pay from the revenues they bring in. It's not like they're into the poll ad family bank account to pay C4. <laughs> yeah. So it's an interesting dilemma. And I'm just curious if at some point in time it's going to impact what the twins actually do from a from a financial standpoint. Yeah. Well, and just to be clear here, so with these financial issues, I don't think would have much of a bearing at all on this type of a transaction because I'm not talking about signing him beyond. I, I'm, I don't think that's realistic. I don't think the twins are going to sign Choi Otani, and his salary this year is only thirty million dollars. Okay, so you'd so be the- you'd be paying a prorated. You know, you'd be paying less than fifty percent of that because it'd be prorated. So you'd be paying him like twelve million dollars or thirteen million dollars for the remainder of the season. I think they can scrounge around the couch cushions of one of the Polad, you know, cabins or something, and find enough to pick up the rest of that contract. Now, a half cabins. billion dollar contract in free agency—it's a much different conversation. Yeah. What kind yep. of li- what kind of liquidity do they have and appetite do they have for that? Absolutely. And I would say no more more than I thought because if they were legitimately offering Carlos Correa ten years and three hundred million dollars, I say, all right, def- it definitely wasn't enough to win the uh, the initial bid until the other team's medical staffs backed out. But you know they're a little splashier now than than maybe they were five years ago, certainly fifteen years ago. Mm-hmm. So all right, safe it's a safe space. Reckless speculation. How far would you go to try and trade for Shohei Otani? If you're the Minnesota Twins. This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad. Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. And if you're the twins, this is where I think I'm I'm more in line with Declan than I was a couple days ago. Just go for it, man. Yeah. You haven't done anything in October in 22 years. 22 years since you last won a playoff. You've won one playoff series since 1991. That's it. Go so, do. Go do. Be aggressive. Do something. So. So if he comes in, if, if they pull the trigger on this trade, what's your expectation? A playoff win? A playoff series win? Well, it, I would say at least ALCS at that point. Yeah. At least. Mm-hmm. It's, it's hard to, like, in baseball and hockey. I know. They're but I'm so just saying, volatile. Like it's, hard, it's hard to say. I think you just have to give your team the best chance. And yeah. the Twins, oftentimes, they're not even meeting that threshold when they get in because Randy Dobnak is starting at, Mm-hmm. Yankee Stadium. Cody Stashak is coming out of the bullpen in a one-run game against the Astros. Like, 
put guys on the field that you know can punch with the opposing teams, and they just don't do that often enough. Yeah, there isn't a prospect or a player that's off limits in, in this trade for me. Like, I, I, I literally cannot sit there and fathom the idea of, oh, man, but the potential of Brooks Lee or if even Royce Lewis comes up here and rakes, you are trading for what is the best player we've seen in this game in 20 years. But if Roy, Royce Lewis is my line, because, again, if Royce Lewis, right now, Royce Lewis is a theory still. But if Royce Lewis rakes for a month, he is one of the things you need to go deep in the playoffs. So because it's because he, he's a win now piece. That's 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 my argument. Would would you would you gut your franchise for this? If so, if if you if I told you right now I could wave a magic wand and you're going to get to the American League Championship Series, but the asking price is going to be more than we j- just said because I do think it's going to be ridiculous. Would you gut your franchise if I told you this team can get to the ALCS? So it's ALCS with an open end, right? So you're saying. I yeah. got my and by can I say yeah. can I define by gut your franchise? I take that to mean you trade Brooks Lee your number one prospect, Emmanuel Rodriguez your number three prospect, Edward Julian your number four prospect, and then like Connor Prelip your number five prospect. But you, but I'm hanging on to Royce Lewis. No, but, but you can take those other. Okay, take a fifth I'm, one. You can take five of the top. No, take Royce Lewis. I'm taking Royce Lewis out. Take like no, I'm I'm he's being traded. No, yeah, I'm I'm trading right. him. I'm trading him. But Declan, you need other players to perform in October. And Royce Lewis probably has to be one of those players this season to perform in October. And Shohei Otani is a 10 times better player than Royce Lewis at two he's different positions. He's one player, though. He's, he, he's one player. He's one player that can do two different positions. He can hit and he can pitch. He is a. Are, are, I'm, I'm just making sure I quantify this correctly. Are you saying that Royce Lewis is equivalent to Shohei Otani to helping you win a playoff game? I'm saying I need to see him play in the big leagues for a month before I make that decision, which I would get to do because this trade's not happening today. It's happening right. in like two months from now. And I would take and if and if Royce Lewis, so if Royce Lewis is raking, he's he's one of your two best hitters in June and July. Mm-hmm. I am saying you can't trade six years of that, and you can't forget about the six years because the six years is is a big conversation. You can't trade that if you're trying to win a World Series this year. It would be foolish. You have to trade guys that aren't going to help you as much this year if the goal is to win a World Series this year. You're loading up players to put around Shohei Otani. And if Royce Lewis is your raking starting shortstop or third baseman because Correa's out, I mean, I think Correa has to be back before you would consider making this trade. So Royce Lewis would be your third baseman. That's what I'm saying. It would be like, okay, you're the Timberwolves and you're trying to get really good. You're going to trade Anthony Edwards for, you know, like... Jason Tatum, but you're like, not well, really you need in Anthony Edwards to win in the playoffs right. too. So, but Phil, you're not you're not truly in then because you are. No, going to I draw am a in, line. Judd. I want to win a World Series this year, and but I need Royce Lewis to make it happen. The Mets Take are on all line of the one. future. You're the saying Dodgers, gu- you're Lewis saying gut your up. franchise for the future, not gut your franchise for 2023. Okay, I'm you want tra- you want to trade Sunny? Okay, we'll trade Sunny Gray and Joe Ryan. That'll make it happen. Good luck winning a playoff series without Sonny Gray and Joe Ryan. I'm saying I got the Mets and Dodgers on the line, and I want Royce Lewis as part of the package. And I'm Are saying, you hanging up on me? Are I don't know. I don't know until I see him for two more months. 
I want to see him for two months. himself right now. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I have it's no over. issue. If <laughs> He's he making could, the trade. He could come up here and hit 300 from June and July, and if, if that's part of the package at Otani, Otani, I'm taking Otani. I'm on Phil's side here. I agree with Phil completely, but my point is that that Declan is still on an island of I am doing this no matter what. Yes. And I, I would say if you did go to the Angels and said, okay, Brooks Lee, Emmanuel Rodriguez, Eduardo, uh, Ed, Edward Julian, Connor Prelip, Simeon Woods Richardson, and Marco Raya, who are six of the Twins' top oh, eight wow. prospects. And Royce Lewis is still listed as a prospect because he hasn't played enough major league games. Yep, yep, yep. That would be an unprecedented haul. For for a, a rental player, a mm-hmm. two month rental, yep. mm-hmm. okay, the Angels would say yes to a deal like that. It might come from a different team. If you offered, hey, you can literally take six or seven of our top ten prospects. That is gutting your franchise. It's gutting your franchise for beyond two thousand twenty three. And if it gets me to the ALCS with the chance to win a World Series in twenty twenty three, I'm doing it every single time. Every me too. Time but I want to see Royce for the next two months. Exactly. <laughs> you're, you're drawing a line. You can't draw a line if you want to make the trade. I mean, I, I, I appreciate Declan. I don't agree at all, but I appreciate the fact that he is all in. I would do it. it, it this is great. We should, we should pick this up in, in a few weeks because once we see Royce Lewis play a little bit, then this discussion, because again, this trade isn't happening now. It's happening right. later. So we all get the luxury of watching Royce Lewis. And then we can, because I, I will, if, if Royce Lewis, if he comes up for three weeks and he's just blistering hot we will ask this question again and we can have this discussion again steve Cohn just called deal done okay <laughs> you're out oh man this is now this is peak reckless speculation reckless right here speculation. Love it. this is the spirit of reckless speculation so let us know what you guys think tweet at us hit us up in the youtube comment section what would you give up for rental shohei otani let us know Oof. i need a cigarette after this episode of uh, the podcast <laughs> 